0: Hello, everyone. This is Jacob Emerson with Becker's Hospital Review. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast series. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by three physician leaders from multiple City of Hope locations who are here with me today to discuss integrated BMT and CAR-T programs. Now, before diving into our conversations, I'm hoping the three of you can introduce yourselves for us and tell our listeners a little bit more about City of Hope and what you all do there. Dr. Stewart, I'll start with you first.
1: Yeah, so I'm Mark Stewart. I'm the vice chair of hematology and hematopoietic stem cell therapy at City of Hope. Um, we have a very uh, robust, uh, large program uh, focusing on blood and marrow transplantation, as well as what we call CAR T-cell therapy. And we'll talk more about that in a moment.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. And Dr. Jeff Scriber?
2: Well, thanks very much for having us here today. Um, I'm Jeff Scriber. I run the Hema Malignancy Program at City of Hope in Phoenix, and it's actually my second go-around. I, um, almost 25 years ago, I came to Phoenix originally to start a program with City of Hope. Uh, we started a transplant program that was very successful, and then uh, there were some changes made, but I, I'm thrilled to be in the second go-around. And, uh, it's uh, it's a really exciting uh, place to be at, and uh, you're going to hear about some of the great things that we're doing together.
0: Wonderful, and last but certainly not least, Doctor Saeed.
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm uh, Saeed Abutalib. I'm the co-director of Hematologic Malignancy and Transplant slash uh, Cellular Therapy uh, here in Chicago, and uh, uh, we we have uh, a very robust. A FACT accredited hematology and, and bone marrow transplant program that has been uh, working since 1992. Uh, I'm very glad to be part of this podcast. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you all taking the time to be with us uh, and, and giving your time to us this afternoon. Uh, Dr. Stewart, I want to start with you and dive right in. We've got a lot of different listeners and uh different leaders listening to this podcast today. So let's set the stage for them all. And maybe you could briefly explain for us what BMT is, what is CAR T cell therapy, how do all these treatments work and what really makes them such an innovative approach nowadays?
1: Sure. So marrow um, transplants and CAR T cell therapy fight cancer using different mixes of cells. And so bone marrow transplants or blood and marrow transplants are a procedure where you use cells to replace a patient's malignant cells. And CAR T cells in contrast is cells from a patient that have been engineered genetically to be superactive against malignant cells. So two different approaches. And some examples, so stem cells or the very earliest cells plus immune cells, that's what we call blood and marrow transplantation, can fight cancer uh, in a variety of ways. One is it can allow a patient to receive high doses of chemotherapy or radiation and then replace that bone marrow damaged by the radiation and chemotherapy to allow the patient to recover. And this is a procedure that we use in diseases like leukemia, myeloma, uh, and lymphoma. The other approach is to use the stem cells to replace people who have damaged bone marrow. So there's a disease called aplastic anemia where the body fails to produce cells. and we presume that the cells have been damaged by some insult. Most of the cases, we don't understand what causes that, but that the bone marrow can actually go in and replace the damaged cells and make new cells to grow in the body and make the person then normal. The other is the CAR T-cell approach, um, which uses those engineered T cells from the patient that are super active against cancer cells, and we use those also to treat cancer very, very specifically. There are lots of side effects with either of these approaches, and that's really where a lot of the areas of research are focused to try to reduce those side effects. These are really life-saving treatments. have the potential to cure patients with malignant disease. And again, we continue to refine these approaches, develop uh, new engineering approaches, particularly for the CAR T cells, that hopefully will be better, more specific, and less toxic. So great promise for the future. And uh, Jeff and Syed, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but please
2: feel free. Well, maybe when you're... When you're thinking about some of them, for an allotransplant, that's where you use a donor. The one that's easy to think about is some a, a young child, for instance, who might have an immune deficiency, a severe immune deficiency, where their immune system just doesn't work. And what you're doing there, very simply, is providing the tools so that they can have a normal immune system. So that's actually a, an easy way to think about it for that particular type. That's, that's one where you've got that, and that's very much like the sickle cell. But I think that's it's easy for your listeners to think about that and go, ah, okay, I see what that is. The other ones are really targeting against the tumors where you're utilizing both chemotherapy and the power of the immune system in various iterations to attack and kill the tumor and keep the disease under control. So you've got two sort of distinct situations there. Um, and the, the beauty of the CAR as Dr. Stewart points out, is that we're actually being able to specifically say, this is the cell we want to target. Hopefully, by doing that, you leave the other cells alone, and you minimize the off-target side effects that we often see.
0: So Dr. Stewart, maybe you could dive in a little bit and provide an overview at City of Hope specifically, the, the BMT and CAR-T programs. We
1: have a pretty extensive uh, BMT and CAR-T cell program. For our BMTs, we do about uh, 780 to 790 transplants a year. Uh, that probably, at least at this moment, is the largest program in the country. Uh, and we also do about uh, 250 or so CAR T-cell transplants a year. So our program is very large. What's important, though, is not how many we do, but what the quality is of, of the transplants that are accomplished. And so we have been in the uh, top-performing or overperforming group as a transplant center for I think the last 16 of 17 years, which I think is a remarkable accomplishment given the number of transplants that we do. We meet, of course, a lot of quality standards such as the Foundation for Accreditation of Cellular Therapy. That's an organization that monitors or uh, inspects the quality of your program with a very extensive list of standards that you need to meet And finally, one of the most important things for care at our center is how we have such an integrated team of hematologists and transplant experts, along with other consultants in infectious disease, in radiology, in pathology, and many other specialties. Mm -hmm. All of this teamwork, I think, creates a setting where we can really help patients get through these transplants and survive and hopefully be cured of their disease. We do have, since some of the transplants are associated with longer term complications, we do have experts that follow patients long term and can anticipate some of the side effects long term of the transplants and be able to intervene early and also to treat any of the side effects. So we have a very comprehensive uh, team of experts. We also want to focus on the individual and their adaptability, uh, coming back into the lives that they live to make sure that they're able to function in a great way with their families, with their work, and so forth. That's a very important part of what we do. Jeff and Syed, anything to add to that?
3: yeah so uh, very well said uh, mark so we, we are very excited here in city of hope chicago uh, to uh, to further enhance uh, our program quality you know with the experience uh, that uh, the city of hope uh, los angeles has so uh, we are looking forward to to be working with with the uh, great experts Jeff, let me
2: just add that you know, Dr. Stewart, in his user, usual way, is quite modest as a city of hope. Not only have they done lots of transplants, they are the largest transplant center, not only in the US, but in fact, I believe in the world. So this is, a, this is the largest, biggest center. And when he talks about the fact that 16 to 17 years, they've had this overachieving goal, what he doesn't tell you is that The number of places that have that is infinitesimally small. I believe annually there are perhaps five centers of roughly 200 transplant centers that report that meet this expectation. So centers you're very familiar with, don't meet that on a routine basis. City of Hope is one of the very few that does this, and that's something they should be very proud of, and they are, and it's for the exact reasons that Dr. Stewart talked about, the people that they have in place working together towards a
3: common goal, and, and it's really set the bar for transplant. I would like to just uh, not comment, but ask a question. You know, uh, what are some of the things that that have uh, that we have learned from from City of Hope that uh, that allows for uh, such a high benchmark?
1: Yeah. So. One of the things I think is this this concept of integrated care that I mentioned. Uh, Our physicians treat every patient as an individual, and although we have teams of doctors and nurses and many other parts of our healthcare groups, uh, these physicians follow their patients all the way through the process, and they collaborate with our, for example, our inpatient team in a very, very close way, so that the benefit of them understanding patients uh, as outpatients is carried over to the inpatient setting where they work with another attending to care for the patient. So the patient really gets kind of the best of both. They get an inpatient attending expertise and team expertise, plus they have that oversight of the primary attending who's looking over the shoulder and making sure that everything uh, is being done and that the team is communicating optimally. I think that's one of the things that I've noticed that is unique to the City of Hope program. We also have, I think, standards that we follow, written standards uh, that we can reference, that we can use. and that people follow these, I think, in a very, very consistent way. And the consistency of an approach to a problem is sometimes the best way to achieve the best results.
3: So I agree with um, with you, Mark. You know, and I have seen this since uh, City of Hope acquired us uh, you know CTCa in 2022. Uh, uh, how the integration has been uh, nicely done and how collaboration is helping uh, everyone in the organization and uh, especially the patients. So thank you uh, for explaining the answer, thanks.
1: No, we are on the front edge uh, of developing treatments. So a lot of, many of the treatments that we have are developed in our own laboratories and tested, and um, so in some respects, we've kind of begun to lead the world in the kinds of treatments that we develop and apply to patients. And often these are very promising treatments and treatments that ultimately may become standard of care at other centers.
3: Yeah, excellent. So, Mark, maybe you could talk a
0: little bit about how your specific location in Los Angeles, how you're exporting some of the pioneering work that you're doing to, let's say to Syed in Chicago, how are you getting your work to other locations?
1: Yeah. So one of the first things that we want to focus on as we work with Syed and Jeff and uh, in the future, our program in Atlanta is to make sure that we're all working toward the same goals in terms of the quality of care that we deliver. And there are two ways to do that. One is to discuss patients frequently and in detail as a group. So representatives from Duarte and then representatives from Chicago and Phoenix, as an example, making sure that, you know, we're aligned with our approaches to patients. That's right there at the patient level day to day, hour to hour, uh, if needed. The other approach, briefly, is to look very carefully at the outcomes of the different centers, including Duarte, to make sure that we're up to standard, that we're not missing anything, that there are not complications that are occurring that need to be addressed in a different way. And so this is what we call our Our quality program, uh, we have a a BMT quality council that integrates all of our sites. And we think it's very important that those kinds of discussions occur so that we can actually learn from what we've experienced. Likewise, what what we want to do and what we have done is to attend the quality conferences at the different sites. So Duarte uh, physicians attending the quality conferences in Chicago and Phoenix and soon to be Atlanta. So again, we can make it two ways. We can learn from our colleagues uh, in these areas and they can learn from us. And hopefully we evolve to have a common standard of care.
3: We think that's very important. The the other thing, uh, Mark, that I would add is that we have also seen that the collaboration is not uh, specific to to just the tumor boards or, or, or quality meetings. It's more than that. I, I, I feel like that there has been a very nice incorporation of all the colleagues at City of Hope with us. And uh, for instance, you know, if you have any questions during day-to-day practice, the accessibility to our colleagues at uh, Los Angeles uh, campus is, is phenomenal. You know, they, we have their contact information uh, direct phone line and uh, and they are very uh, receptive to to our uh, questions and our discussions about patients in day to day practice
0: dr scriber let's get back to talking a little bit about some of the cell therapies that mark was detailing at the start of our discussion today uh, obviously bmt car t cell therapies are very complex so talk to us a little bit more about the types of clinical standards of care the standard operating procedures that, that exist already to ensure that, that your patients are achieving the best possible
2: outcomes? Sure, and I appreciate the question because it, it really is at the core of what happens at City of Hope. And and I, I you notice I'm not saying City of Hope Phoenix or Duarte or Chicago, it's at City of Hope. And I think, you know, transplanters long ago recognized that this is a field that needed some regulation. So back in the 90s, there was a group of transplanters, blood bankers that got together and developed standards because we, we knew that if we didn't do it, someone would. And so the this, this accreditation body called FACT that you've already heard about, the Foundation for Accreditation of Cellular Therapy, evolved. And that has set the standard for kind of putting a stamp of approval on a program. And they have minimum qualities that have to be made. You have to have a number of SOPs that address all the common problems. You have to have data on the number of patients that you've done and present it to them to show you know what you're doing, as it were, and you have a formal inspection. And you do this for all different areas. So the newest area is the cellular therapy with the CAR-Ts. is now part of fact, or at least it can be if you ask for it. and um of course city of hope is fully accredited for all the different things and our counterparts in chicago were also accredited as well and we will soon be we will. anyways we'll, we're having our inspection in, a, in a next in about a month and a half or so so we're very excited about this but at city of hope it goes beyond just getting fact accreditation and that's kind of what you've heard in the previous talk so i wanted to if you bear with me go back and say our how did they do so well well you've heard many of the answers but it's it's because of the collaboration we have it's because we've integrated our quality programs it's because we make sure our sops are similar and they don't have to be exactly the same there are nuances that may be different at different places that you can uh, you can have as long as as a group we all say that doesn't matter in the big scheme of things but for the big picture stuff, we're all thinking in the same way. But I think the keys are how we do this. So you've heard about the fact that our patients are presented. So the patients are presented. Each patient who's going to go through transplants transplant is presented. The expert subject matter expert for that. So at City of Hope, not only do they have heme malignancy experts, they have someone who's an expert in mental cell lymphoma or in CLL or in C- We have for each of the diseases, someone who specializes, that is their main subject of interest. And they're on the call when we discuss these patients. And if if you need something after, as you've heard, you call them up and say, hey, what are you thinking about this? So I have a patient that we've presented. It's going to be our first allogeneic transplant patient. And I've been talking back and forth with my counterpart who saw her initially at City of Hope. And I recently sent a note to the entire team who looks at these high-risk things to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, what do you guys think? So we get the group think of people saying, this might be the approach I would do. And and what we're trying to do at our meetings now is take a look and say, when we have these discussions, how often are perhaps minds changed or a different option is entertained that perhaps someone didn't think of. And that's the type of thing that I I don't think we hear all that much about. So in my situation in Phoenix, if I'm to see a patient, patient comes in to see me, they have other transplant places they could go to. But if they come to see me, they don't get Jeff Scriber's opinion. They get the local folks opinion because I can talk to my colleagues here, but then I can call the City of Hope folks and I do, I get their thoughts, and I can come back to the patient and say, this is, as a group, what we've decided is the best thing for you. That is very reassuring for the patients. It's very reassuring for the physicians, and I think that's what leads to the type of results we're seeing, but this type of integration is something we're very excited about. In fact, we just sent, Dr. Stewart and I sort of led this, I said hey, there's an interesting conference on ASCO breakthroughs. I've still, every day, I look to see if, they're, if they've told us something. But we sent in an abstract we thought was very interesting called Democratizing Cancer Care, talking about the exact model for how we deliver cancer care, discussing the fact that the quality programs are integrated, that that helps with fact, for instance, our fact accreditation is coming up before that. One of the local fact inspectors at city is going to come up and do a mock inspection. We, we have that ability to, to draw on their resources to help us do this. And that's how you can develop the, the standards of care and the SOPs that give you these best possible outcomes. So it's, it's just such a positive for the patients. And I think you can hear the enthusiasm from all of us as to how, how things are moving forward.
0: Well, Syed Mark, I'd love to hear your thoughts here as well on where where you're all at in terms of implementing these standards of care, um, not just across the City of Hope network, but but uh, but your programs at the individual locations as well.
3: Yeah, so so I agree with uh, everything that Jeff has said uh, very nicely. So um, for for us uh, in in Chicago, you know, we have already incorporated uh, the SOPs uh, that are same at uh, the main campus in here uh, which makes it easier for all of us uh, to to keep a check and balances in and everything we do from from for uh, for transplant uh, in terms of uh, other things you know we we also have not just transplant cases that we discuss but also the very difficult heme cases uh, with collaboration with city of hope and uh, we also have a very good uh, hematopathology group uh, that we would like to to have uh, communication with, with their hematopathologists. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a lot of things going on fro- from clinical side uh, that, uh, that we are incorporating.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, might add a, just a few more things. Um, you know, one of the things that we do in addition to just talking Uh, back and forth is we we actually travel to um, back and forth. Uh, So our practitioners in Chicago and in Phoenix may come to Duarte, and our practitioners in Duarte may come to uh, Phoenix and Chicago and in the future Atlanta. And when they come, they make rounds with our teams Uh, if they come to Duarte. They're able to spend uh, several days with our teams. This has been particularly helpful helpful for some of the nurse practitioners that are in Chicago and Phoenix. Um, And they can learn about some of these newer treatments like CAR T-cell transplants. Likewise, when they introduce new treatments in Chicago and Phoenix, we have a team that comes out and helps uh, engineer or organize these newer treatments and help the the site there with understanding what the potential complications may be and how to address those i think we found that very very helpful we have also new faculty in some of our sites that would like to actually come on a routine basis to Duarte to make rounds with our teams so that they understand the latest approaches that we're using here and likewise we would like to do that in um, the other sites as well. So we think that there's a kind of a physical interaction and on-site presence that may also contribute to really this uh, great care that we uh, aspire to provide uh, in the context of democratizing
3: cancer care. The the one more thing that, that we have not talked about is, is the clinical trials. Uh, the, future of, of, of oncology and hematology and transplant. So that is also something uh, that, that is in the works, right, Mark, that we can have a good collaboration in terms of clinical trials. Absolutely. I think that's one of
1: the ways that we can advance the field forward by providing these opportunities to more patients around the country. And that by doing that with more patients, we can get to answers more quickly. And that benefits everyone in the country, even those patients who aren't treated in a City of Hope system. So we think that's a very important part and thank you for, for bringing that up, Sayan.
2: And although it's minor or it seems minor, the fact is City of Hope is investing tremendous dollars in merging the healthcare information services, right? We're, we're going to be on the same system as City of Hope. And it seems almost trivial. It's like, well, it's just, you just put it in, but it means you've got a common set of orders. You've got a common set of how things look and it makes it that much easier to integrate. And that's coming in the not too distant future. And that's a a huge investment on City of Hope's part.
1: The importance of all of the people who support the practices uh, of physicians and APPs. The nurses are fabulous and uh, Susan Brown here at uh, our center in Duarte has made uh, great efforts to help build uh, nurses when there are shortages uh, and to help standardize some of the care that are delivered at at a level of a nurse. And this goes not only with our nurses, but also with our pharmacists and many other uh, healthcare workers that support the practices
3: that we accomplish the the other yeah. thing that we 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 are thinking uh, is is how we can help not only in the patient uh, treatment uh, but also how we can help the patient convenience for uh, for being treated at certain locations so that is something else uh, something that we we should also Uh, think about uh, how we can help the patients have a better quality of life.
2: And if I can just build on Mark's comments, I, I think I often think of BMT, I often say it's the ultimate team sport, because it's not, it's certainly not just the physicians. It's not just the nurses, it's the coordinators, it's the cleaners, it's the social workers, everybody plays a key role, all centered around the patient. City Hope does a superb job of that and I think all of us learn from that and as you're hearing here even within us there's a little bit of a team here that's going on so there's all these integrated teams that all are focused on the goal of helping the patients at the best that's at the core of everything that everybody does and and I think Remembering that, recognizing that there are other people on that is critical. City of Hope does a very good job. It's something that I've always practiced. Um, and that actually started from my mentor, who long ago was the, the head of City of Hope. He really started the City of Hope transplant Provost, Carl Bluma. And then when I was at Stanford for my fellowship, I learned that from him, the value of a team. People are so proud to work at City of Hope. They're so excited to advance the field, to push things forward. And it's palpable when you're there and when you talk to folks.
0: Wonderful. So let's all take one minute before we go and talk a little bit about what aspect of exporting these programs around the country excites you most. How is everything that we've talked about today going to make a real difference in each community that City of Hope touches?
2: Jeff, I'll go to you first. I think for me, and you've already heard, I actually think the research is the thing that's going to make the biggest difference, because City of Hope's has been cutting edge, bringing that to market at places like ourselves is going to be huge, and it's not just us; it's going to happen in Atlanta. It's going to help all over these places. So, what you do is you bring to patients the expertise, both if they have to go to the main campus, but more. Importantly, if you can then export it to the local campuses, that is critical to allowing patients to get the care they need, because most patients don't want to leave. They will if they have to. But if we can create this model here, that's a model that's exportable for us. And presumably other cancer centers could use the same type of model as well. And that's good for everyone. You know, so so I think that to me is the biggest thing we can do by by creating the culture and saying patient centered, patient focused. We can do these type of things and really cutting edge therapy, and that's what Cityfol does. Syed, how about you?
3: So so there are many aspects to this. You know, what a lot of things excite me. There is not one thing but many things. You know, I I have heard. You know, during my fifteen twenty years career, that you know certain big institution bought some some other institution, and all they have is their name on on top of the building, and the rest is uh, upon that uh, building. You know, whoever works there to to take the clinical care according to their rules. Here, what I see is is completely different. Uh, what I see and what excites me is that there is a, is extensive involvement at every aspect of clinical care and involving the patient and better outcomes uh, for the patients. So, so there is collaboration uh, that excites me. Then th- there is also clinical trials, uh, as Jeff alluded very nicely again. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, is, is the, is the quality, quality of care uh, that is uh, enhancing uh, as, as we move forward. Uh, with with this collaboration, uh, so, and more access to the patient, and uh, so we can serve more patients uh, uh, with, with better care.
1: Yeah, and I uh, just to comment, i I think Jeff and Syed have uh, outlined very nicely what's uh, very exciting. The one additional thing I might bring up would be, when we first started this uh, after we integrated, uh, our Chicago, Atlanta, and Phoenix programs with Duarte. We made BMT a priority. That is, that was the first program to launch in a big way clinically. Largely because City of Hope is known for its expertise in that. But what we've learned as we've developed this model, I think is exciting in that we can apply this to other forms of treatment, other cancers that normally might not be amenable to the approach that we take in BMD. So we can approach the care that we deliver in breast cancer or lung cancer uh, or GI cancers, colon cancer, and use this model that we've used for integrating care, creating common standards. It's a great way to begin some of these other programs. And I think that's our goal. And I think that's very exciting because most people don't have hematologic malignancies. Most people have other forms of cancer. But we've been able, I think, to develop a model that will deliver great care across a system like we have now. Um, and I think that will, of course, be beneficial to many, many more people.
0: Fantastic. Well, Mark, Jeff, Syed, thank you so much for taking the time out of your days to share your expertise with us all. And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure speaking with all of you. I'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor, City of Hope. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at
3: beckerspodcast.com.